With free agency in the NFL only two weeks away, we're going to be breaking down who could be a freaking steal, all right? And who is going to get overpaid in free agency. And we're going to cover all positions. Yes, right. We're going to be deep diving on some of these guys. We're going to be checking out market value. Thanks to SpotRack. All of this next here on the Gridiron. Welcome into the Gridiron. Before we get talking all that fantastic football information that you want to hear about, I want to give a big shout out to one of our sponsors, and that is Dubby, baby. I just got my orders in. That's right. They got hydration mixes. They got energy mixes. They even got shaker bottles. I got this one white. As you can see, my green screen right now is blurring out the uh, baby blue dubby logo on this shaker bottle right here they got that stuff and more they got shirts they got bags they got everything you possibly need all the stuff you don't that's right there's no sugar there's no multi-dextrin in this stuff it's all healthy all the things you need so use the link in the description of this video or the code that we have for the house call the code is all caps the house call one word no spaces that's right all caps the house call use that stuff go get yourself some dubby you can get using our code and get 10 percent off of your order fellas free agency's right around the corner the combine's in full swing right now i don't know if you guys checked out any combine footage i didn't get a chance to i got off work late either way we're gonna talk free agency today because that's the big deal we have guys getting contract talks after the combine we have guys getting contract talks at the combine we have guys breaking down what they see valuable in their quarterbacks valuable in their team and valuable in their free agent players putting some people on blast yeah, I'm looking at you, Chicago, after what you just said about your, what you look for in a quarterback and you know being solid in the fourth quarter and making comebacks and everything like that. Justin Fields looks like he's out of there. So what does all this mean for these players? You know what? We're going to start out where the big guys are on the defensive side of the ball. That's right, defensive line. I got four names for you guys. And, Rob, I'm going to start with you on this one here. The four names I picked that I thought were going to be big, big guys in this, this free agent market on the defensive line and could be steals in some situations, are Chris Jones, the Kansas City Chief, Christian Wilkins, Miami Dolphin, Chase Young, and Jadavion Clowney. All these guys are in different age brackets. Uh, Chris Jones is 29, Jadavion Clowney is 31, Chase Young's 24, and then you got Christian Wilkins who's sitting at 28. All of these guys have ranging market values thanks to Spot Rack, but I want to get your opinion on these guys, Rob. Who do you think out of these four names I just gave you, could be a steal? And who's going to get overpaid? See, the thing is about all this is I don't even know where to put Chris Jones because his value cannot be understated. I mean, I don't think that the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, look at the difference between like, I get it was like week one, but I don't think that they lose that game if, if he's playing. And then you look at the opposite side of the coin. You got to chase Young who, I mean, he went to a stacked roster that, I mean, their their defensive line was underperforming, but he may, I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to be a steal, to be honest. Chase Young is going to be, nobody's looking at him, he's like, okay, this guy is this otherworldly player, but he has the potential to be that. Um, so, yeah, Chris Jones, I, I'm kind of like in the middle of like overpay, underpay. I think Christian Wilkins is definitely going to get overpaid. Like it, it, he's somewhere's going to pay him and he's going to get paid, which I mean, I could kind of lump him in the same kind of bubble that I do with, with Chris Jones, where like you can make a case that he could be over or underpaid just because of what they provide to their t- respective teams. Um, but yeah, I think Chase Young is a hundred percent going to be a steal because 
former first round pick. And, and he, if he can just be motivated and, and ready to go and stay healthy, he can be a game wrecker and he may not even cost that much. Yeah, I mean, the biggest questions that a lot of people have with Chase Young coming out of college was that he was a little bit of an undersized and, you know, he didn't have like sort of that that physical presence to last on the edge. And a lot of people thought he would make the transition to outside linebacker, which is a lot easier said than done. You don't really, people don't really understand how hard it is for some of these guys to be able to go out and cover when they've never had to do it before. And it can really change how a game goes. Plus, you thought about him on, on that, you know, commander's team. He was the main focal point. So the offense is loaded up. They chipped him a lot. He got hit a lot you know, really got put in a lot of situations where he didn't get his, his skill set thrive. A lot of people thought that he might show out a little bit more at the 49ers, you know, and he did have some good pressures, you know, on that defensive line. So he could be a definite steal and everything like that. But Lewis, I'm going to go with you here, man. Out of those four guys, who do you think could be the steal and who is getting overpaid? I think historically, this is pretty clear cut. I think historically veterans like Chris Jones typically get overpaid in situations like this. Um, a team that comes to mind off the bat immediately, the Houston Texans have a huge amount of cap space to work with right now. Um, so according to some estimates, they either have like the third or fourth, either way, re highest, either way, a pretty a lot of money to work with. And so they may look at to upgrade, you know, someone to uh, pair next to uh, Will Anderson, who had an amazing rookie year. Um, so I think the Texans alone might um, overpay for his talents just to get an immediate upgrade. They are already a dangerous team. You know, D'Amico Ryans already has that defensive mindset. I mean, C.J. Stroud is looking like a quarterback that, you know, GMs would murder people for, you know, so that that team is looking solid. Um, I, you know, like Rob, I definitely think Chase Young might be a steal just because he is undersized. And I think he's going to either have to prove that he can work with that size as an edge rusher or prove that he can move to outside linebacker because he's way too small to make it work at the NFL level. So either he can prove that he can make it work and he's going to have to sign a one-year deal somewhere. He's going to kind of become a journeyman maybe, or he's going to, you know, get it. I don't know. He's, he might be in trouble. Honestly, he might be a little too small. He might be a little bit, be a little bit too small for this level. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see exactly how, I mean, you, you think about what the 49ers gave up for him and what the commanders are willing to take for him. Uh, in, in that trade, it wasn't really like an insane amount of capital that they had to give up to get him, which told you what the commanders thought of his services and what they thought they that he was worth to them. And it also told you what the 49ers thought he was worth, because if they thought that they could get him for so cheap, they would have extended him if they thought that that's what it, they needed. Right. Clearly, that did not happen. Chris Jones, you know, we like like Rob said, we saw how the Kansas City Chiefs defense looked without him and how it looked with him. I think if Chris Jones does not come back and he does hold out for the full year, the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl. I, I firmly believe their defense did more of the heavy lifting than their offense really did. And Patrick Mahomes made very good timely throws, but Christian or Chris Jones is the key cog of that defense right now. Now we'll go ahead and give you the market value. So Chris Jones, like I said, he's 29 years old. He's uh probably he's gonna turn 30 before, you know. The, the next year or in the next year of football season. So he'll turn 30 in that season. He's projected right now for three years, $85.5 million at a $28.4 million clip. Christian Wilkins is projected at a four year, eight, almost $81 million at $20.2 million a clip. Chase Young right now looks to have his market value is that one year, $13 million mark where a lot of people think that he's just going to go for a one year deal. That seems to be the consensus right now. And then Jadavion Clowney, who we really didn't get a chance to talk about. He is on the wrong side of 30s, 31 years old. He'll pretty much play the entire year at 31 years old. 
His market value right now is also a one-year deal at $7.2 million. So I think... Still, still. Yeah. He's on the... Jadavian Clowney's on the back nine. So he's he's pretty much going to be... He's going to be playing prove-it deals for the rest of his career. Yeah. I mean, he kind of... He, he struggled early with injuries. You know, a lot of people questioned his work ethic coming out of South Carolina, even to begin with. I mean, I remember when he was getting drafted by Houston, a lot of people were worried because he basically sat out his entire senior year because he just said, I don't want to get hurt. I want to go get money in the NFL. And so a lot of people took it that way, at least. And so, you know, that kind of hurt his, you know, just his overall, the way he's seen in the league. Um, I think more than that, though, too, um, I think that Chris Jones is the kind of player. How? What did you say would be the, was the market value for how, how many years was on the contract? Three years. Three years of which he'd probably be good for maybe two of them if you're lucky three. But he's, like you said, he's turning 30. I mean, that's a position where, like, you either he's going to stay good or that's a position where you like fall really, really fucking quick. And so like, you're lucky if you get good, two good years out of him, but you're going to be paying him for three. And that's, yeah, a, exactly. big, that's a big contract. Yeah. Like, I mean, you think about like Lawrence guy when he got cut loose and how good Lawrence guy was for the Patriots and, and some of those runs and things like that. The defensive tackle and the offensive line positions are not, especially the interior side of those are not places where, longevity is is kind to you your knees and everything are pretty much shot by the time you're 30 it's a proven fact so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes especially for for chris jones and christian wilkins i think that you guys hit the nail on the head christian wilkins is going to get overpaid purely because of the lack of i think defensive tackle talent in the draft the lack of defensive tackle talent in free agency that these two are going to be a proven commodity and they're going to get in a, end up in a bidding war and christian jones or uh, chris jones may never even see free agency as there is talks that after the combine the chiefs are going to revisit the contract talks and uh, see if they can get that done but there's still a lot to be figured out especially at the number that uh, spot rack is projecting him to go out i don't know if they can get that done there are also rumors that they're trying to tag sneed i they have 17 million dollars to work with i just don't see it happening like, yeah, the, I don't the, see either Chiefs, one of those players coming back. The Chiefs yeah. are in a the Chiefs are in a, in a in a tough tough predicament financially right now with the cap space. I mean that thirty million dollars is was really nice, but I mean that barely helps some teams. I mean just look at the Saints right now; they're still going to yeah. have to have a fire sale. You know, I mean money, money talks, man. And I'm telling you, a lot of these teams, like he said, he, the Houston Texans, Texans, they're at number six right now, seventy million dollars. Money talks, all take, and that's a team that is coming for everyone. Chris Jones in in a red, white, and blue uniform. Oh, oh man! And oh, some people, yeah. and some people, like I mentioned, you know, before the, we before we started the show, Texas is a income income state, income tax free state. So that means that you know you can you can you can get a guy for eleven million a year more than you can get, and you know rather than having to pay him twelve or thirteen million because you know he's playing for New England and the state and the income tax in Massachusetts is really high. You know, I just can't so see that the Texans are not like one of the sexiest destinations right now. Oh, like, I yeah, mean, yeah, you sure. have a Texas. franchise quarterback. You have solid offensive weapons. That Dalton Schultz guy looks fucking solid. Their wide receivers look good. You know, that is a that is a formidable team. And right now they have their quarterback on that rookie contract. That is that is why teams are in win now mode when you find that guy. Look at San Francisco. They fucking got Brock Purdy. Win now on that rookie contract because after that it gets really, really hard. And really what's does. scary is like they're maximizing their talent. What a guy! I, look, we looked at this roster. We thought they were going to win four games, and 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 this quarterback Stroud, man, he is elevating. They were my dark horse to win that division at the beginning of the year. 
<laughs> I did pick them as a dark horse to win that division at the beginning of the year. But you guys are right. It's going to be interesting to see how this all goes down. Obviously, the Patrick Mahomes contract is eating up a metric ton of cap space in Kansas City. So they are going to have to really pick and choose who they sign and who they get through the draft. And Chris Jones, because of his age, may be the, the, the cap casualty here that gets to hit free agency and cash out. And, you know, since we're talking about Houston, can we go ahead and ask Patriots fans who are so used to watching players leave a year too early and watching, you know, uh, coaches leave a year too early. Can we all just accept the fact that Belichick left like three years too late? We could have kept Nick Cazario as GM and this would have been fine. We would have been okay. <laughs> I just want to say that out loud, but he's doing an amazing job in Houston. People are like, oh, he could come back. He's not coming back. He's got a great job in Houston. He is building something there that's going to be fantastic. And Houston, like we've all said, is looking like something that is going he to be shot great down that years. rumor immediately. Oh, he, immediately. Shot down he can he can make his own fucking dynasty. Oh, why, it's gonna be why, great. The, why would he come back here to live in the shadow of the previous one? It's right? just so much. It's like a fucking having the floor plan or having no floor plan, and you just have to kind of scope out the rest of the damn building. I trust me, I've seen much. some of those buildings. There are a bunch of trailers that are stacked on top of each other. You know, it's the been four decker. years reconstructing <laughs> that Casario, damn roster. Nick Casario has spent the last, you know six years rebuilding the shit out of this team and then after all the you know the the lowest low that they have you know that they sank to you know Killing he's it. gotten they're now on the upswing why would he leave now he's they're about to they're about <laughs> right? to they're about to reap the rewards like why exactly. would he leave now they're about to get those homes Watch yeah. out. That, oh, that yeah. Team is the Texans are my are, are, are a scary team in the AFC. But let's go ahead and move Stroud on. Stroud has single-handedly proven me wrong about Ohio State quarterbacks. Well, he's, he is the only one. You know, He's like, the only you know. one. I said, I'm like, the Texans are <laughs> fucked. Why did they pick one? They never work. All right, I'm wrong. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the linebackers position. And I have five linebackers for you guys. I have Josh Allen, Jacksonville Jaguar. Devin White, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Brian Burns, Carolina Panther, Patrick Queen, Baltimore Raven, and Josh Uche, New England Patriot. All free agents right now, all with varying different market values. So, Lewis, I'm going to start with you on this one, buddy. Who is going to get overpaid and who is going to be a free agent steal? I think Josh Uche is probably going to be a pretty good steal. I honestly would not be surprised if he ends up going to Miami, if he or he ends up just staying within the division to another rival. Um, as far as someone that will be getting overpaid, honestly, this is actually a tough question or a tough point because define overpaid. I mean, Josh Allen is a talent. Will he be getting money? Absolutely. But is is he going to get overpaid? That's, that's the argument there. I mean, I think Josh Allen is worth – is is a pretty good talent and i you know he's gonna probably get paid what he's worth i don't know if that's overpaid but he's definitely going to command a big big salary well let's ask what do you think josh allen's worth oh man per year just a per year number what do you think josh um, allen's worth 20 i was gonna say for a solid edge rusher at his age he's 27 right now i'm gonna guess somewhere between 18 and 22 million a year for like a three to four year deal, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a hint. His market value is currently aver- is at five years, and his annual and his annual salary is hundred million dollars, twenty three point nine million a year. So almost a hundred mil for five years. Hundred nineteen, or actually hundred and twenty for shit. five years. 
Wow. So yeah. So he, I told you, he is going to get some serious money. Yeah. Serious so money. Pull up Josh Uche as, and tell me I'm wrong that he's going to be a steal. He, he <laughs> was ranked as uh, out, outside linebacker number five Oof. in this year. So he was the number. He was the number five best outside linebacker in this draft, or, or in the in the in in, in last the, year's the NFL in the league. Yeah, he's going to command he's, a lot of money. That's what he's at right now. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Josh Uche, out of the, the five names I, I named, obviously, you know, at the outside linebacker position, could be a steal, especially if you pair him with someone that's going to be solid on the outside. But I do actually think, for me personally, I think Josh Uche gets overpaid. I think for what he is in comparison, I think he's going to get overpaid because his numbers, like if you look at the Patriots last year, Josh Uche was the best pass rusher they had once uh you know they, once they la- lost Matthew Judon Josh Uche was the best pa- best pass rusher the Patriots had and they generated um, like the league worst among the league worst pass rushes on defense like it was that bad now Josh Uche is really good when you can pair him with a star but he's a number two at best and that's kind and of what? why that's kind of why I think he'll be underpaid though I'm sorry if, I'm sorry I don't mean to step on your oh, toes good. Go for but um, I just think he's going to get under. I think he might be underpaid because it's kind of. I, I I'm personally going to find it hard to imagine that any GM is going to look at that dog shit of a team of the Patriots and think, oh wow, the any one of these guys is worth top level money. Well, like so- sure, he might have shined for a little bit when the whole team sucked, but like at the end of the day, like okay, he was the he was the you know bright spot of a turd. Yeah, the shiny side of a turd in the sun. So, yeah. okay, I'm going to ask you the same question, Lewis. What do you think is would be considered underpaid for Josh Uche per year? Um, like how much How much would he um, – if he got a similar deal to kind of what we said, uh, like Jadavian Clowney got, like maybe in the 8 to $11 million range. That That is actually dead on. He is projected for a two-year $16.6 million contract. Eight point three million a year. That's what spot reg spot that reg is, has. His that is, value if at. I was a GM, that's what I would pay him. And I think and, that and would so. Be I mean, so if, right if he gets on. a contract like that, if he gets a contract like that, I would say that that is fair market value. I don't see him getting more than that. Um, so that's kind of what what I call it, whether underpaid or overpaid. I don't think anyone's going to offer him like way way more than that. I don't think anyone's going to lowball him, and I think that's a pretty fair market value for him. And that's what I think he's going to get. Um, but as far as overpaid, like I said, Josh Allen is like you say, commanding 120 million over five years. That is so much money for a guy that's 27. Cause by 32, he'll, will be on the downswing. So you are committing a really, really a lot of money for a really long time. True. So Rob, obviously you think Josh Allen or you think Josh Uche is going to be overpaid. You, I saw you nod along when I, when I mentioned his name. So who do you think out of the rest of them is actually going to be a steal then? Patrick Queen. Patrick and the reason why Queen. You're, he's opposite of Roquan Smith, and that's taking a lot of his numbers away. Um, you're, you're opposite of one of the best linebackers in all of football. Maybe Fred Warner be another guy. Um, so, yeah, Patrick Queen is going to – like he's one of the guys that I want the Patriots to target. Uh, so I think- what would you consider to be a steal for Patrick Queen per year? 15, 15 to 17. He is currently his market value rate for this five years, $92.6 million average salary, 18.5. 
I would take that like all day because I think that if he's if he has to be the guy that's the catalyst for a defense, I think, and he would be that catalyst. Bentley is not great, and and Tavai is is he's he's got one of the highest grades that for the damn Patriots. He had an eighty six point six, I think it was, which is almost elite. Um, but I mean. The Pats will just continue the wheel of just picking up Ravens linebackers. And, and, just, and so, <laughs> and so really when good. you – I have to go back to U, Josh Uche real quick. Anything over $6 million I think is overpaid. When you when you get a situational pass rusher that in 2022 didn't register a sack until week eight and then he went on his tear, I'm sorry. He, he's a guy that can be moved off his spot relatively easily um, by, by elite offensive linemen. And I think that just – you see what happens when Judon is not there. He doesn't perform. And I think even if you do have Judon there, he's he is really just a flash in the pan as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, you know, it's funny. You know, no one talked about Devin White. I just think that anything – just be, you're getting a, a whole package with him. And that's what I mean by that is this. He – I believe he still has some elite game – in his in his tank and i also believe that with his leadership and and championship experience he's there's not really much you could put as far as a dollar value on that well i mean he's 26 so and right now his market value believe it or not is only two years 21 and a half million dollars 10.7 million a year right now that's a steal that's a that is what that's what spot rack has his market value at right now now here's the thing i don't know if that's true I do think that there is a major issue that the Bucks have to figure out with their salary cap situation, what they're looking to, to do. You know, is a 26-year-old middle linebacker really worth the cap space for them? That's something they're going to have to decide. But right now, his calculated market value is only $10.7 million at the inside linebacker position. That's a, He's a steal at like 12, dude. Yes. Bro, that's a steal. I blew my mind. That's shit, why I put him on this list. I am picking up the phone right now. Right, like the minute the, the minute the legal tampering yeah, period no, starts, okay. like I'm calling okay. Devin White. <laughs> I'll call Devin White. And be like, yeah, yeah, come to New England or go go somewhere, dude. Get your money. But Brian Burns average uh, his market value right now is five years, hundred and eight point seven million dollars. Uh, expected twenty one point seven million a year. And Patrick Queen, like I said, eighteen point five million five years, ninety two point six million dollars total. So that's where they're expected right now. You know, I, I I'm with you guys. I think Devin White, uh, I like the Devin White numbers there. I think that's an absolute steal. I think that those numbers will inflate. There's not a lot of inside linebackers available that I would uh, choose over Devin White right now. So um, I, th- I think I need to. I think I need to complete. I need to change my. Uh, I need to change my 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 ranking here. I would say that Josh Uche is a fair market value linebacker, but like if you're telling me that that is the value for Devin White right now or the projected market value, that is the biggest steal of the linebacker class right now that is unfucking believable right and that that like I said, this is spot rack i found spot rack to be very close on a lot of things very updated uh so you know take it take it as it is some people are going to look at it a little different it's going to kind of go like this you know those those numbers can move a few million dollars left or right uh but we're going to move on to the corners now secondary so this is you're going to be your safeties and your cornerbacks and the corners we're the, the people we're going to talk about today are Legarius Sneed, Kendall Fuller, Jeff Okuda, Jalen Johnson, Antoine Winfield Jr., and Kyle Duggar. Rob, who is going to be a steal, and who's getting overpaid in the secondary? I think Jalen Johnson, even though he's like the number one rated corner in like the NFL, 
is still going to be overpaid. Uh, he, they're going to be getting almost like quarterback money. And that's just for me. At a, no. So as far as overpay, I guess I'm going straight back to my Patriots. I don't believe that Kyle Duggar is worth $17.5 million per year. And that's what his projected tag is. And I'm sorry. Like when you have a guy in Jabril Peppers that's coming off an ACL injury and you have to, and you paid him basically peanuts, that I, I, the numbers doesn't show everything. He is a, he is a box safety. I don't, I don't think he should be getting safety money. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. I think is going to be a little bit of an overpay, but then again, like you're getting championship experience. So how much do you value that? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. So right now I'm going to go ahead and give you a little hint that his market value is four years, 66 million, 16.5 million a year. So it's lower than, than his tag would be right now. So I'm right there with you. I, I think that there is plenty of teams out there that need a strong safety with Kyle Duggar's skill set, right? The Patriots are not one of them. They had four guys that did the same thing. And as much as I love having redundancy in those sort of positionless players in the secondary, you need to get people who play their their position, right? And so I could see that happening in there. You know, there's a lot of big names too. I mean, I think this is going to be crazy. And the guy that I'm actually thinking is going to be a a massive overpay right now. I think that it's purely because there's not a free another free safety out there like him, and the draft is is barren at the free safety position. Antoine Winfield Jr. I think I think that he's a great player, but I think he's going to get overpaid. I think that there are, there are so many teams out there that need that style of like he is the best free safety in football. Like Jalen Johnson might be the best corner in football right now and it's arguable because just to how good he was and he was playing for a bears team that didn't have a great secondary anyway but he was the bright spot in that secondary but antoine winfield jr currently right now his market value is 92.2 million dollars for five years and an 18.4 million dollar a year clip i think that's gonna i think that's going up i think he's going to get overpaid i see that going into the 20 million dollar range somewhere similar to how you think jalen johnson's is going to go up that that way uh, currently, Jalen Johnson's market value is five years, $78.7 million at a $15.7 million clip, which isn't bad for a, a number one corner. But I, I think that, you know, once again, you think that the good news is, is that there's a lot of really good corners in this draft. I think uh, Quinion Mitchell out of Toledo is my Q, is my CB1 in this draft. The guy was absolutely locked down at the Reese Senior Bowl in one-on-ones. Like, literally the one the one drill where the corner is supposed to get beat handily, right? Where you have no help. You don't – you have to play just right off the guy, read his movements, know where he's going. Quinion Mitchell absolutely dominated every single rep. Every single rep. Like, he ran with these guys in stride. He ran the routes for him half the time. And they're like Roman Wilson tore everyone up. The only person he never tore up in any one-on-one rep was Quinion Mitchell. So I think that having those kinds of corners, you know, the the Terrion Arnold and the the Kool-Aid McKinstries and these kind of guys that are in this draft in the first round that have that that CB1 potential really do kind of lower Jalen Johnson's market value until after the draft when teams find out, hey, we didn't get a guy like that. We have to go sign him. So I, I think he's going to be on the market for a while unless he just gets blown away with a deal. But it would behoove him to wait after the draft, I think, to see where his market value really really lies. Uh, but, Lewis, I want to go to you, man. Who is getting overpaid and who is going to be an absolute steal and free agency out of these guys? 
I think um, by some of his um, latest tweets, I think it's very clear that uh, Legereus Sneed is expecting to be paid handsomely for his services. And I think that if the Chiefs are not able to um, meet him with those, I think that they are going to tag him and trade him away um, because he's going to command a big, big salary. And I don't think they're they don't have the they don't have the capital to be or the cap capital to, you know, make his contract work, I think. Um, someone I think that might get underpaid. Um, I think Kyle Duggar, I think might be able to stay with the Patriots for a reasonable, uh, amount, um, compared to What's some of reasonable? the other players. <laughs> What's reasonable because I have a number and if it's anything higher than that, it's, it's, it's not reasonable. <laughs> well, I want to hear the, I want to hear the fair market value first, but see before that one, but, um, <laughs> 16 I think and how, a half million, right? That's what you said, Joe. 16 and a half million is currently his market I value. 16 and a half million reasons why I don't want to go through with that. So, so <laughs> let's, let's be fair. That would make him at his, at the strong safety position. That would be the, that contract would be the fourth so highest paid strong safety. I'm not paying him like a fucking safety. <laughs> You'd be the is... fourth highest paid strong safety. That would be that would be overpay. So I am I'm wrong on that one. But I definitely <laughs> think the I think Legarius Need is going to is going to be I'm, severely I'm still overpaid. waiting for your number on Duggar. <laughs> I think you decided you? not to say it. I think you decided Dug, not to Duggar say it. Duggar would be reasonable at twelve, not at sixteen. Okay, so yeah, that's where my number was. Okay. No, 12, 12 I would accept, but sixteen absolutely not. That's that's fucking highway robbery. I was waiting for like Patriots. thirteen million, and I was gonna make a big deal about one more million dollars. <laughs> nah, 12, 12, 12. I mean, just to be fair here, Legarius Sneeze projected at four years, sixty-five million, sixteen point three million dollars. I think that once again, you know, you got to remember this is an all-pro corner. This is the best corner on a Super Bowl winning team. I pay him he, that over Kyle Duggar. Fuck. Yeah. And I'd also say that, you know, you think about who you want on that Chiefs defense in a passing league, well, a run stuffing some... defensive tackle with a little bit of pass rushing or a lockdown corner. I'm going lockdown corner. Well, I've seen some rumors that the Patriots would be interested in throwing a bunch of money at him. But I mean, I don't know. Would that would that be is that really a priority for New England right now when they need Hell so much no. help at offense? Absolutely fucking not. They need a completely new offensive line. They need offensive skill players. They need everything. They need a quarterback. Yeah. They need everything on the offensive side of the ball. Completely Especially new. when you have a kid that's on a rookie deal that has the potential to be better. Yeah, than Christian him. Gonzalez is going to be better than guy. everybody in the league. And I'm Plus, that, that kid part. is a monster. You got to remember, uh, Marcus Jones was hurt, so we didn't get to see him this year. And and you have, still have Jonathan Jones, who's getting a little older in the tooth. But there's there's guys all up and down this draft you can get to fill yeah. out corners. So just to give you guys a rundown, Kendall Fuller is going to be 20, uh, 29 right now. His average market value is looking at three years, $42 million and $14.1 million a year. Okay. Jeff Okuda is 25. He's looking at four years, uh, $59 million at $14.7 million a year. Overpay. Jalen Johnson, five years, $78.7 million at $15.7 million a year. That's about right. Antoine Winfield Jr. is five years, $92.2 million, $18.4 million average annual salary. He would be the number one free safety. That's so much fucking money. I don't like, I'm so That's used so to seeing much, fucking dude. safety contracts like $9 million because we haven't had to look at one since Devin McCourtney. Well, and that that is fucking insane. To be fair, he just played on his rookie everything. deal. He just played on his rookie deal. And he only made a he only he was making like three three four million dollars last year. So now <laughs> he's getting. So you're paid. gonna so you're gonna overpay him now? 
Uh, it's the way it looks. That's the way it looks. And then Kyle Duggar, we already said it, $16.5 million at four years, $66 million. That's way too much money. No way, way, way too much money. That's $4 million more than what he should be getting. So now we're going to move on to our favorite position. The position that's always talked about this time of year for teams that don't have a solid leader under center and Patriots fans like the, like we are know all too well about it. You have, you know, other teams that have been living in this hole for decades. It feels like the Bears are about to be back in this hole. The Lions were barely, were barely out of it when they got Jared Goff. So here we go. It's the quarterback position time. And the quarterbacks I chose are Kirk Cousins, Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield. Rob, who is getting overpaid and who's going to be a steal? And I, I don't even feel like we need to ask this question, but I want to do it anyway because I already kind of know where Rob's going on this. But Rob, take it away. Well, you got a 35, going to be 36-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles injury. That's probably market value or what he wants to get is around 39 and a half million dollars hey, fuck no baby not 39.3 per year that's what uh, yeah, he estimated it, at yeah no thank you um way overpaid uh baker mayfield has had one good year i mean I, he had a couple good years i guess he took cleveland to the playoffs first time i don't years. give a shit <laughs> you slap a, a, a different helmet on jimmy garoppolo is jimmy garoppolo i don't care look at the end of the day, they, there's a lot of quarterbacks that they have different nameplates on the back of their jersey, but they're the same quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, insert quarterback. I know people are going to come at me for Mac Jones, whatever. Um, as far as Gardner Minshew, though, I think that's going to be a steal. 100% he's in steal. He's a winner. Um, it, however, he is hot and cold. So, he's but, I don't think he, I, but here's the thing. I think he's not going to command that much. What is it? $10 million, maybe $8 million. Two years. His contract right now, projected market value for Gardner Minshew is two years, $10.7 million, $5.3 million a year. Uh, yeah. That is like, especially just being a guy. Okay. So he is a huge. He's 27 guy. too. He's under 30. Out of the three guys I named, him and Baker Mayfield are the youngest. He's 27. Baker Mayfield's 28. Baker Mayfield will actually be 29 by the time the season starts. He's a whole vibe and a half. Like, listen, watching some of these locker room clips, oh, he God. motivates a locker room like nobody's business. The stash, whatever you want to call it. Porn star Jimmy, take away porn star and put it on Gardner Minshew. That is the real porn star, man. Like, oh. The I denim suit, living in a bus, smashing his hand with a hammer to get one more year of college eligibility. I'm all on board, bro. I haven't <laughs> I love seen Gardner Matt, Minshew. Listen, I wanted Gardner Minshew so long. Here's I the thing. I've, I've never seen Gardner Minshew and Matthew McConaughey in the same building. I'm just saying. like It might be the <laughs> same person. They living out of their trailer and just start working out on the beach and shit. And look, five million, that's a steal and a half. 100%. He's actually one of the guys I want us to target. And for, just because, like, leadership and everything, just the overall vibe. And if you want a culture setter, he can do it. And he can win games, not consistently, but enough to get you by. 100%. 100%. I think, I think that Gardner Minshew's, uh was, wasn't used correctly in the Colts' offense. I think the Colts, a lot of people are high on Michael Pittman, who we'll talk about here in a second. I don't think he separates enough. I think that uh, that offense kind of ran in a way that wasn't geared to have Gardner Minshew under center. I think they wanted to have a more mobile guy than Gardner Minshew really is. I mean, he can move, he can escape, he, he's elusive enough, but he's not Anthony Richardson. And that's kind of what that offense was wanting to be. 
and they couldn't do that with him. So the offense really kind of stagnated there. I think in, a, in, a, in more of a pocket set, uh, pocket you know, setting where he can get guys who are going to be a little better separators, kind of work inside a scheme, he might be better. But you know, you you, you almost hit Kirk Cousins' mark. On like almost on the die. I think you said 39 and a half. He's currently projected. Three I, years, I, why do you think I know million. that? Why do you fucking think I know that? Because <laughs> all these crazy. Patriots fans think that they want to throw 39 and a half million dollars at him. Go ahead, Lewis. Take it away. Who take it away? Give me your take, man. I think that I'm willing to bet money that I mean, so this is the tough question here is that which one will be more overpaid? I think that um I think both Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins are looking to get a big payday. I, I completely agree with Rob. I think Gardner Minshew is going to be the absolute steal of this free agency. He's seen as a backup but and a bridge quarterback, and everyone knows it. He's not the future, but he's got some swagger. He can win games in a fun way. He can get the team enough, you know, to have enough confidence to not completely fall apart. You know what I mean? So I think Gardner Minshew is going to be a big steal. As far as who's going to be overpaid, again, it's going to be tough, but I think that Baker Mayfield is going to get a lot of money just because it's kind of like the Daniel Jones effect. The The team is kind of painted into a corner where the quarterback just got us to the playoffs. What with our current draft position and what's available in the free agency is, can we really upgrade at the position by moving on from this guy? No. So we're going to have to pay him too much fucking money for him to stay. Yeah. And, What's up, bro? And, and my biggest thing with this, you're losing your OC. You're probably losing Mike Evans. He, I, I heard the stories about how he's coming back. Here's the thing. Money talks. And he's uh, Mike Evans' projected value is around $23.5 million, if I remember. So That's a lot. All, all it takes is one team. For a 31-year-old wide receiver. <laughs> That's but hey, so well, I'll, I'll break this question for you. like Because honestly, we, we, you could go either way. I think you could say Kirk Cousins is going to get overpaid or Baker Mayfield is going to get overpaid. I think that you know it really just per- depends on perspective. But here, allow me to ask you this question. do you Which one do you believe more? That Kirk Cousins is the 11th best quarterback in the league or that Baker Mayfield is the 18th best quarterback in the league? I mean, I would honestly say that I would honestly say that Baker Mayfield is probably better than the 18th, at least as, at least at least in terms of like trajectory. Like, I mean, Kirk Cousins is Kirk clear- Cousins has been a top 10 quarterback in statistics just about every single year. Just do- I, but he's coming off an Achilles. He's, he's coming a snap, off. He's, he's a snap pad queen. Come on, he is, man. He is. I'm just saying. And, and, I'm just and so saying. this is and this is what I was gonna say though about like who, it kind of depends on who you consider to be the most overpaid because I promise you. His his Kirk Cousins' current uh, market value said was like 39 and a half. That's I the 11th you, highest paid quarterback. He, I promise that. you some stupid team is going to pay him way more than that. I promise you. I promise you a lot of money he will probably get. It's like that Jesse Pinkman meme. It's like he can't keep getting away with this, but he's going to. He's going to get a lot of money that he does not deserve from someone. I'm, I'm saying like north of 43, 44 million a year at least. The Vikings have thirty-eight million dollars in cap space. Oh That's no, I'm going. He's going not. somewhere else. Oh, oh he, yeah, he's not returning. And and you got a guy that I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if he performs elsewhere without Justin Jefferson. I know he did, but you're also got to take in consideration he's not a mobile quarterback, and you're going to be going to a team that I don't know if they're. Who knows how their offensive line is going to be? Is he going to be the same quarterback? You're coming off an Achilles tear. This is not. You're 35, going to be 36 years old. This is not a. That I is way surprised. Too much. 
I wouldn't be surprised if if um, if if the Chicago Bears end up, you know, drafting, you know, Drake May or something. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up Kirk Cousins to be their bridge quarterback and they can just sit him behind them. I I refuse. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna say this one time. If you any team, any GM that drafts a quarterback in the top fucking five, and then sits that son of a bitch <laughs> for any period of time, should be fired. The only time I've seen it happen was we got Tyrod Taylor for one fucking game and then he got his, he got absolutely destroyed and he got his lung punctured with a needle and Justin Herbert came in and he was picked number, I think he was picked number five. You do not draft a quarterback in the top five and sit him. You There is no way you are going to sacrifice a year well, actually, on a rookie no, you're contract. Probably, you're right because Everflus, you're right about that one just because Everflus is on the hot seat, so he cannot afford to fucking waste a year with Kirk Cousins at the at the quarterback position. But arguably, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that you could maybe win with enough that you won't get fired until, you know, the next quarterback is ready to take the reins. And if they really want to replicate the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith thing, then, I mean, maybe some teams are willing to, you know, wait and not so, start their quarterback immediately. I'm going to say this. The Alex Smith... To Patrick Mahomes, what people people always want to say, oh, Patrick Mahomes is so great. Patrick Mahomes fell into a perfect position. He fell into the best possible. That was a playoff team. He inherited a playoff team. Tom Brady inherited a playoff team, and he got no a disagreement, right? So you sitting a guy and allowing him to inherit a playoff team is okay. But both of those guys were drafted outside of the top five. They both were. Lamar Jackson was drafted. Lamar Jackson was drafted at the back end of the draft. Did you just say Tom Brady inherited a playoff team? It was they had gone to the Super Bowl five years previously. Yeah, four years before he got drafted. So there were still a lot of Super Bowl caliber players on that team, and they were a good defense. So you can't say that he didn't get a playoff team when like sixty percent of that roster was still fucking playoff team. They were five and eleven, man. I don't care. I don't care. They were what nine, nine and nine and seven one year, eight, five and eleven. That's barely five hundred. And you went through and, three yeah. coaches <laughs> from ninety six to ninety nine. They had three different coaches. And and he took Las over Vegas the- is going to overpay Kirk Cousins for a year. Oh, it, it's either them or the Steelers. So uh, I, I don't think Pittsburgh would. I don't think Pittsburgh really, would, really. They're not going to. They're not keeping small hands pickings. So I think Pittsburgh is a candidate for a draft for a, a, a sign and stash. I think they're going to sign a guy. I don't know if they're willing to pay that much for Kirk cousins. I could see them getting like a Gardner Minshew, a proven winner who's, who's culturally sound and then getting say like a Spencer Rattler or JJ McCarthy or somebody who they believe can, can develop. Right. I don't know. I, I think that Kirk cousins is going to go to some place where they say, Hey, we have these, Starting wide receivers, we have this running back, we have this tight end and a decent offensive line, but our quarterback plays ass. And we're going to take a chance because we're too far back to to draft and we think Kirk Cousins is better than what we could have, what we got. That's where he's going to go. Where that is, I don't know. I, I just think that, let me throw this last point. I think it's going to be the Steelers. And the reason why I say that is because Mike Tomlin's job is going to be on the line. How many years do you have to middle around before? And I get it. He's he's never had a lo- losing I mean, record. But here's Marvin, the thing. Lewis, Marvin Lewis was with the Bengals for Here, 10 years. Marvin Lewis had blackmail on, on here's, the, here's the thing. <laughs> that roster 
is only going to get more expensive with the George Pickens, the Deontay Johnsons as the years go on, and Kirk Cousins right there. Also, that whole thing about, like, the whole Marvin Lewis thing does not work in the social media age where, like, everything, every opinion is cranked up to 11. And so, like, if a, if a coach misses the playoffs for, like, three years or something, he's the worst asshole in the universe. And so, like, that that Mar- the Marvin Lewis thing does not fly. Marvin, the Marvin Lewis thing does not fly. I mean, I mean, Mike Tomlin's barely getting it. Is barely. Bill Belichick got fire. Got got got, got let go. So <laughs> you you missed the playoff for three fucking years. You're yeah, gone. You, no matter you know, who you assholes are. like Rob just like bemoaning. <laughs> but <laughs> bemoaning I mean, everything well, Bill Belichick did, and now he's gone. So you know, I mean, it's true. Over. I mean, the more you learn about it, the more you're like, hey, he should have been gone. And Marvin Lewis was there for too long, and that's the problem. You know, you want to keep a culture, you want to keep a guy, but at the same time, you don't want to sit there and just be stuck and like oh maybe it'll get better maybe it'll get better it, it never gets better he's dead right? jim it's over yeah yeah so we're gonna move on to the wide receiver position and i got i couldn't i couldn't make a list without naming these seven guys because i think that i needed to give you guys i gave you guys a kind of a small window on what's gonna be a steal and what's gonna be what's gonna be overpaid so i'm gonna give you seven guys you have mike evans who's gonna be 30 he's 30 right now he'll be 31 by the time the season's over next year Marquise Hollywood Brown, who's 26. Michael Pittman Jr., who's 26. Gabe Davis, who's 24. Calvin Ridley, who's 29. Curtis Samuel, who's 27. And Tyler Boyd, who's 29. And Rob, who is going to be a steal and who's getting overpaid? I think when you have Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback, that middling quarterback that he is, a a receiver like Calvin Ridley, who I still think he is 29 and a half years old, but he doesn't have 29 and a half years worth of tread on those tires. I still think that he can perform at a level that hasn't been seen. And I think he's going to be, that's going to be a steal. What, Michael, what would, what would be your price tag to make Calvin Ridley seven, a steal? 17 and a half million dollars would be, a, would be a steal. You want to hear the crazy thing? Current market value. Let me guess this one. Let me, let me guess this one. Ah, oh, damn. You already said it. Uh, Four I bet, years. I, I bet you could get like what? 13, 14 mil? 17 on the dot. Holy shit. Four years, $68.2 million, $17 million a year. That's a steal. That's that a would fair. rank him as the 18th best or highest paid wide receiver in the league. I mean, it makes sense though. I mean, he's got the, I mean, that, that. That bullshit he did with the gambling, I mean, yeah, it was a stupid mistake, but, like, that shit's going to haunt him. And it's going to haunt his pay, his salary for the rest of his career, wherever he goes. Yeah. And he did perform. There there was a clear difference between him and the next best wide receiver on the Jaguars when they were running routes. Like, he is insane on how good oh, yeah, route he's he solid. So, that's, that's your steal. Who is getting overpaid, Rob? Well, there's a couple people. Mike Evans, definitely number one. He's like going to be 31 years old and he's going to get what, $23.5 million is what I think is. Last time I checked, it was like around 23 and a half. More? Fuck no. That's way too much. Anything I think of 18, I'm not paying. 23.8 right now is what he's at. Yeah. Here. Uh, if he can, if we can finagle the cap, I might be, I might be able to bite, but still, that's like overpay. Michael Pittman, he's a. I, I don't even know if he's a wide receiver one and he's going to get paid like it. And, and that's just the thing. I, I He's not much of a separator for me. He He's pretty good, but I don't think – look, I think he's the, the – at minimum, he's a two, but he's a like the 
I, I no, I can't. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. He, he's not a one. He's not a one. So paying him more than maybe seventeen million dollars is too much. Twenty-two point seven a year currently is his market value. Fuck no. Fuck no. That that has to only be because he's like twenty-six years old. There's no other reason. To and what, what, was, what is Marquise? What is Marquise Brown's contract at right now? Because I think he's going to be a little bit of an overpay too. Fourteen point eight million a year. Yeah, I no too much. I'll tell you who I who I know the numbers obviously, so I'm cheating. I'm cheating, right? And that's okay. I'm allowed to. I'm hosting this shit. I'll cheat if I want to. I'm the one who did all the legwork to look up these motherfuckers. I want to cheat. The guy who I think could be the two guys I think are going to be the biggest steals. Before I kick it to you, Lewis. My dogs. I swear to God, they never do this unless I'm recording. The two guys who I think are going to be the biggest steals. Curtis Samuel, 26, 27 years old, $11.5 million a year currently is what he's looking at. Gabe Davis, 24 years old, $13.6 million a year is his current uh, average per year. The Gabe Davis from the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, that Gabe Davis. <laughs> Those are like oh. both legit wide receiver twos, like arguably wide receiver 1.5 on a good day. You know what I mean? Like those are those are two legit. Holy shit. Both those guys could go off for 140 yards in the game. Either. That's what I'm Gabe, saying. I think Gabe Davis is, is has flashes of one, but he's not a one. That, that's I, why I said I, he's a 1.5. I, I don't think he's under. I don't think that's over. He said 1.5 on a good day. To be fair, on how he's and, having a good day. <laughs> and that's, that's him at his best is one of the best receivers in the league. That's crazy because I've seen what he can do. However, like I, I, I think that's a fair market value for him. I don't think that's overpay or underpay. And who did you? Who else did you say? Curtis Samuel at eleven. Uh, yeah, that 11, that's that's 25. ridiculous. That is a steal of nobody's. That business. is a crime. That is highway robbery. But that has to be again. This has to be like the playing on a shitty team effect where i mean because i mean curtis samuel was on the on the commanders which was a dog shit team and so of course they're you know with a dog shit offense and so his market value is going to get tanked because of it and so yeah I, i'm not surprised but yes he his talent goes way 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 above 10 some 10 point whatever million a year that's 17 insane. million dollars at least 17 that's and I crazy think he'd be getting paid less than 100 henry and here's the thing though there's so much talent I mean, you got Tarek McLaurin over there. I think he could be a wide receiver one. I think he has – I seriously think he has the potential to be one. Kurt, Curtis Samuel right now is expected to sign a three-year, $34.6 million contract. That is his projected market value. I fuck. I, I call, I, I'm calling his agent right now if I'm New England. Yeah, exactly. Or any, so, any, any wide receiver needy team. That's insane. Right. As far as, as, far as overpaid, though, I, I, I got to agree with Rob. It's hard for me not to – not to imagine Mike Evans getting um, getting massively overpaid. I mean, he's 31. He is a large physical wide receiver, and those wide receivers they they start falling apart pretty fast because I mean, again, like this it's this is a physical sport, and when you play this when you play the sport physically, he's a hard guy to take down. Those guys those guys start to break down. 
earlier than some of these more nimble, you know, go to the ground quickly kind of guys. There's a reason Jerry Rice and Marvin Harrison were able to play as long as they did. I don't think I ever saw Marvin Harrison take a hard Brock fell apart because that motherfucker made you fight him to the ground. I think maybe you have a year and a half worth of still elite Mike Evans. And that's if like things just click in the right way. Yeah. Again, 31. And then after that, he's not known. He's not a speed demon. He's a fast guy for his size, but he's not a speed demon. So his, his speed is the first thing that's going to get hit and he's going to start falling. And once he's, you know, once he's that, he's just a big target, which is nice, but this is the NFL is about speed nowadays. And we got to stop, we got to stop bullshitting around. Then the, the, the dolphins have created a track team and look at what their offense can do. Now, granted, I think that they can be coached better so they can take it to the next level. But, like, the NFL is about speed these days. That's what it takes. So, right now, I, I'm in agreement with both of you. I think Mike Evans, I don't, I'm not a Michael Pittman fan. I think Mike Evans, what he's been able to do is insane. And I don't bet against someone who's for 10 years, has had over 1,000 yards every single year. It's hard to bet against that talent. Hard, hard to bet, bet against it. But like you said, he's 31. They're projecting him to sign a four-year, $95 million deal. He'll be well, 34. Four years at 31 years old. Well, he's 30. He's 30. He's 30 around. He will be 31 in the year. So he will, so, yeah. yeah. He will see 34 by the time, like, the last year of that contract. He'll be turning 34. That's Michael Pittman. as a wide receiver. That's Michael ancient. Pittman is projected to sign a $91 million deal at $22.7 million a year. And that would make Mike Evans the number eight highest paid wide receiver and Michael Pittman number nine are either. I, I, I think you can make the argument that Mike Evans is a top 10 wide receiver. You cannot convince me that Michael Pittman deserves to be paid as a top 10 wide receiver in this league. Michael I, Pittman no, jr. Is no not reason. a top 10 wide receiver and he should not be paid like one. Do you think I, the, do you think the Tennessee Titans might try to pick him up and maybe Kirk cousins too? I, I, mean, I would love to see the Tennessee Titans continue to add Wide receivers who can't separate and quarterbacks who are old and falling apart to their would that team? not happen though? I mean, I, I, pro, I feel like Kirk, I feel like Tennessee is a much more likely destination. For I Kirk mean, they let go of Mike Vrabel, they yeah. let go of Mike Vrabel, so I, I wouldn't put anything past. But them. that's what I'm it's saying. Crazy. I honestly think it's much more likely that Kirk Cousins ends up in Tennessee with the amount of cap space that they have. They are one of the top five teams in cap space right now, so they, I, pro, I bet you they, I mean, Michael Pittman was playing for. Indianapolis teams love to pick up players from within divisions. They so can get that stick. edge. They need to stick with fucking Will Levis and see what they got in him. I, 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 I bet you Tennessee's stupid as fuck and they're not gonna. So I promise <laughs> you. Know, you no, I, no, promise I completely you. agree with you. They are stupid as fuck. You don't let Mike Vrabel fucking go. I didn't get that. Yeah. So I think, I think, I honestly, I personally think that, I think that Tennessee is a much more likely landing spot for Kirk Cousins. And then also, they're going to give him Michael Pittman to throw to. And it's just going to be fucking terrible because, again, Kirk Cousins is not, is a non mobile quarterback. And you're going to give him a, a wide receiver that cannot separate in a, in a pretty decently defensive division. So yeah. <laughs> good fucking luck. Yeah. And then you got to hope you hit on your draft picks because yeah. you got to. Their offensive line is dog shit. Terrible. That's another one too. They're, they're going to give a non mobile, a non mobile thirty six year old Kirk Cousins behind that dog shit offensive line. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers all over again. Oh, for sure. So, I, I'm I'm in 100 agreeing with you guys. But we're going to move on to the running backs, and this is probably the least appreciated position for what used to be a cornerstone to winning Super Bowls. But then it got, you got you saw what people were able to do. Hey, we'll just throw a rookie in there, and we can win a Super Bowl. But the top four guys I picked, 
are Derek Henry, who is going who is 30, Josh Jacobs, who is 26, Austin Eckler, who will be 29 by the time the season starts, and Saquon Bar- Barkley, who is 27. Lewis, who is a steal and who's going to get overpaid? This is the hardest fucking category by far. Isn't I it fun, though? <laughs> Isn't it I mean, fun? Rob, Aren't you glad Rob I decided thinks, to do it this way? <laughs> Rob thinks it's not, but I think it might be because maybe we maybe we disagree on like what the what the what qualifies as this like category, like underpaid, overpaid. Because I honestly think that running back is a position that is it's kind of sports evolved. The center position in the NBA is kind of fading away a little bit. You know, you, you need you to be a hybrid a guy. Exactly. You don't need you don't need a traditional shack like you did back in the day. You need someone else. You need like a fucking Nicola. You need you need that kind of shit. Pass, so, shoot, dribble. Exactly. Score. But so Rebound. like now in today's in today's Fuck NFL, defense, <laughs> the running back position is not as necessary. I mean, you got you you do so many option plays. You got wide receivers playing the running back in the running back position in certain formations. The, like look what they did. I mean, they just essentially for half a season, the 49ers just made Debo Samuels their running back, and it worked fucking amazingly to the point that he was like, "Hey, y'all gotta fucking pay me better." <laughs> so, like, so the running back, it's just hard for me to imagine which team is going to be lining up to throw money at Saquon Barkley, who has injury history, at Josh Jacobs, whose yes is solid, but again, the running back position. I feel like the only way that these guys are going to get some decent money is to go to a team that is a contender who just feels like they just need a little bit of something to get them past the edge, but they're not going to be getting a ton of money. I just don't see how many of them could possibly get overpaid. And that's why I think that this is a really hard category, just because I think I don't see anyone paying that much for one unless they're really dumb. And I just don't know who would at this point. So, I mean, hear, hear me out. I think that the two that have the, the, the highest chance of getting overpaid purely because of their skill set. And they saw what the 49ers were able to do with uh, Christian McCaffrey, Ermy Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler, because they have the ability to receive, they run crisp routes. They have, they can line up all over the place and they're pretty, you know, solid between the tackles. Those are the guys who are going to get overpaid in this category. But the question is, what is, what are we, what would we consider to be overpaid Every single fucking one of them. Look at the last 12 Super Bowls. What is the average contract of the fucking running back? It's like two and a half fucking million. They get more than that, you're overpaid. I'm sorry. The the position is almost nearly fucking dead. If they get more than that, I think maybe you might be able to make a case for Austin Eckler because of the bunch, I'm going to be completely honest with you, he has that ability to receive better than all of them. Austin Um, Eckler has the lowest annual... Or yearly salary. That's seven point four million dollars a year. He doesn't okay, have the marketable name, so he's not going to get a fuck ton of money. And, and even that is too much fucking for me. So because guess what? I'll go grab Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh fucking round and pay nothing, and he will be my star running back. Nah, come on. Even when I, mean, I think Rob, right? I think Rob was just kind of saying what I was like saying a little bit more poignantly. <laughs> it's yeah, just I the mean, running back position is dead. Fair. Let's be fair. In the, in the draft right now, you have guys like Bucky Irving and Dylan Lobb and, you know, Frank Gore Jr. and Isaiah Davis. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And all these guys are going to get picked somewhere in the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh round. All of them are thousand-yard rushers. All of them can catch the ball. All of them run good routes. And you're talking, once again, if, you, if you're drafting in the fourth, fifth, or sixth, or seventh round, you're talking about, if you play your cards right, they're probably not counting on the 51. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even going to count towards the salary cap their first year. 
I think the I personally think that the um I think that the running back position is I mean just being more realistic about like what player salaries are. I think that currently in the, today's market paying a running back anything anything north of 10 million a year is a complete waste of fucking money. Two of those guys were 10 million a year and Saquon yeah, Barkley is 9.9. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. And Saquon Barkley is injury prone and how old is he again? Uh he was 27 I think. So he's going to turn 28. That's he plays with a hard style too and he's injury prone. I that he's going to get overpaid massively if he's anything over 10 million for him is overpaid. And Ramondre Stevenson, we remember when fucking Damian Harris was projected to get a ton of fucking money starting running back. He goes down, Ramondre comes in, takes that role relatively easily. And I know that doesn't equate to everybody else, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire was your first round pick. They got him. And all of a sudden, his value depreciates because he grabs some fucker in the seventh round that runs like a kid that got his fucking lunch money stole in, in Isaiah Pacheco. And all of a sudden, he's the running back one. Look, anything more than $3, 4000000 million is too much for me. Sorry. Absolutely. Not sorry. Well, I, mean, I figured that one would go quick. I didn't want to – I just want to give some big names because we're all in agreement. The running back I position is not valued. I want those fuckers into one fucking thing. And anything more – like, I cannot – I do not – I cannot wrap my mind around it. It's it's not it's almost a dead position at this point. It because really is. If you, if you cannot receive as well as you run, you, I mean, they can throw Debo Samuel as a running back, and he'll run fucking. Yeah, stress. kids. If you're kids, if you're thinking about like, hey, I'm a really good running back, you better learn how to catch if you can't right now. Because <laughs> if you can't and you you have dreams of going to the NFL, good luck. You're not going to make it. I because... think the only running back that you can validate in the whole entire NFL that his contract's worth is Christian McCaffrey. That's absolutely. It. That's it, because he can go be a wide receiver. Legitimate, I think he could be an all-pro wide receiver. 100%. So we're going to move on to the next position. (laughs) The tight end position. There's really only two to talk about. You have Hunter Henry, expatriate, and Dalton Schultz. Now, I fully expect Dalton Schultz to return to the Texans. I think they're working on a, on a contract extension. However, who's getting overpaid? Rob? And who could be a steal? Uh, so you said Dalton Schultz and Hunter Henry. I honestly don't think either one of them is going to be overpaid. I think they're... <sighs> What would be overpaid in your idea for both, for either of them? What would you think? What, would you, what was the mark you would set to not go over? 11 million for both. I I think both have like really high potential and especially with Dalton Schultz, I think he can be he could probably be a tight end one on some teams. I actually so Dalton Schultz I think is 8 million. I think more than that's too much. For Hunter Henry, I can't really put a value on him because you have Mac fucking Jones throwing to you who is dog shit. He is he is 29 right now, so he will be 30 soon. That if that changes your, it, it doesn't because it. I just think that Hunter Henry is very good, and I just think that he's been like in quarterback fucking purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> so I will say, you got some things right, you got some things wrong. Right now, Dalton Schultz is expected uh, to sign a three-year, thirty-four million dollar contract. I take that back. Eleven point three. That's way too much. That's Eleven point three million dollars. But he's 27. He'll be 28 by the time the season starts. He is. It would be $11.3 million a year for three years. Yeah. Hunter Henry's market value right now, because he will be turning 30, 
one year, seven and a half million dollars. Well, no. So yeah, Dalton Schultz is way I underpaid, mean, and and Hunter Henry is way underpaid. Hunter Henry, I feel like I'm sorry. How much did you say Dalton Schultz's market value was? Eleven point three. I think that's actually I actually think that that's fair for both of them. But even at that value, I would not sign Hunter Henry again. At least not as the, if not the Patriots. Even at that price, I would not sign Hunter Henry. Yeah, I mean there were some people who are throwing around a tag on him, you know, because Fuck of what that. he's getting paid. But it's so so high as, as what that would be because you know he is a valuable like the tight end. So, I right, let me let me let me go ahead and give you guys some 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 insight here. Three of the four conference championship teams had a top three tight end according to PFF. Both Super Bowl teams had the first and second best tight ends according to PFF. Mark Andrews was number three. Sam Laporta was number six. That was how the tight end shook out for the conference championship teams and Super Bowl teams. It went George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then it was Sam Laporta at six. So tight end is probably one of it is i would say a very vital spot in for your team it is literally i think that's why brock bowers may go higher than a lot of people expect because i think that if you you put him on a team like you know like here, here's here's the deal i've seen two places that brock bowers goes number one the chargers you get Justin Herbert, a reliable guy, you can run some routes, things like that. But I don't think, I think they have other needs and they are in some cap situations where that might not work. The other one, which absolutely fucking terrifies me, Cincinnati. Brock Bowers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins for Joe Burrow. T. Higgins is also rumored to be a trade. Uh, according to Albert Breer, he's going to be a trade target. So they're, he, they're, if they can't work out a contract to, to, to lower that. Won't. Yeah. He could be a trade target. Not with Burrow's contract. But that's it. I mean, those are that's what I'm looking at here. So we're going to move on to the offensive line position. There's really only two guys to talk about. Um, you have Tyrone Smith from Dallas. He's 33 years old. And you have Mike Owinu, Patriot, who is What's 26. Trent, what, Trent Brown? No. Fuck no, I'm not talking about Trent no, Brown. No, no, no. No, fuck it. I want, I'm curious what the fuck he's worth. I, I actually, he did not have a market value projection. Yeah, because he's a <laughs> fucking dickhead. Yeah. So I did not pull him in here, but those are the two well, that two I was looking at. Nickel together and see what comes out of it. Uh, those are the, these are the two I was looking at. So, Lewis, I'm going to start with you. Who gets overpaid and who could be a steal? And I you know what, since there's only two of them, I'm going to tell you what their projected is. It's the last position group. Micah Winu is currently projected at a four-year, $54.5 million deal, $13.6 million. Now, there's a reason for this. A lot of Patriots fans are bloated on Micah Winu because of how they believe he performed. Micah Winu actually was rated as a tackle below Trent Brown per PFF. Huh. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yes, I do think he's a better guard. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, what about what, what, what about uh, what about um, Tyron Smith? Tyron Smith, because he's because of his age. Yeah, one year, seven point five million dollars. Oof. I mean, honestly, I think you could argue that both of those are pretty solid, are pretty solid prices for either of those. Honestly, I mean, I think. 
I mean, sure, Tyron Smith is a little bit on the older side, but offensive linemen, especially offensive tackles, have proven that they can play well into their mid-ish 30s. So, I mean, like, I think that you could still get another solid year or two out of him. And for $7 million a year for fucking that level of talent, I think that that is a, that is a steal. And honestly, I'm, I'm surprised that the Cowboys aren't just picking up his contract. Unless he's just being that, playing hardball and won't won't give them any kind of discount, but they're probably looking to get younger uh, and probably go through the draft a little bit because this is a very robust tackle draft. There are a lot of tackles up yeah, and down fair. the board. I think that you know him being thirty three and seven point five million dollars and everything else that they have to deal with over there in Dallas, they're probably looking to get younger. So that's probably why he's been allowed to, we, to seek I free agency. If- if the Pats put um, Anwenu at um, at right guard, I think thirteen million dollars a year is an absolutely phenomenal price for, especially for a twenty-six year old. He's not elite by any means, but he's definitely a solid player. He would be um, the eleventh highest-paid guard in the league at that number, uh, and this is a market so value based a, on a guard position. People, this so is not he's in the tackle. This yeah, is a guard so, he'd be a, so he'd be a top third highest. So he'd be a top third paid. Um, like guard Guard. in the league that's i feel like that's probably what you're gonna have to pay him to keep him otherwise he's gonna go and play for someone else for slightly less money but i think that he's a solid player and i think that's probably worth it honestly that's again that's that the only risk that onmanu is at risk of being an overpaid player is because Teams often have to pay, overplay, overpay in order to keep talent rather than if they go somewhere else and probably would, you know, take less money. So, the, yeah, Tyron Smith is a huge, huge deal. Anwenu, only risk that he's overpaid is because if he stays with the Pats, they might have to overpay him to keep him in New England. Yes, and I, I, I'm similar to that. But, but I just want to make it clear. The reason Anwenu's market value is low, and what, people are going to look at that and say that's low. For Michael Winner. It's because this is based on his natural position, which is guard. He did perform well and admirably as a right tackle, but he is not a tackle in the NFL. Get that through your heads, people. This is a guard who got forced into an extreme situation and, and performed significantly higher than you thought he would. But Rob, I'm going to go to you on this one. Between these two guys, do you agree with us that Tyrone Smith could be a steal? Or do you think that one of these two guys is going to get overpaid? I, I honestly think they're both steals. And I, the reason why I say that is because with Tyron Smith, yeah, you, I mean, anything low, $7 million is insane. Like, I I still think he can give you some, some something. He may give you a spark. Uh, that's that's more for a team that's about a piece away. I, I wouldn't. I mean, he was a swing tackle. $7 million for a swing tackle. I don't know if I would be the Patriots and go pay a Tyron Smith. Because I don't think, look, you want to get, chem, like the whole offensive line is about chemistry. And if you don't have chemistry there, I don't want to keep replacing the left tackle position. So somebody I wouldn't, unless you're a team that's about ready to go then that's a piece. But as far as Michael and Wendell, the reason why I think he's a steal, I, I thought it would have been like $17, $18 million. Um, it's because, like, his positional versatility. He can go, I mean, almost everywhere on the offensive line. I, and I get it. You may not view him like that. I just think he's come, he was coming off an injury. He didn't really have – he had, like, his wear and tear this this past season. I just think when he's healthy, he's, I feel like when I see, what I saw is he's a really good player. Um but, but again, there was like so much like things that were going on with the Patriots in an offensive line that there was not much continuity or chemistry. So that can affect a lot of things, uh, i.e. the guy that we're not talking about, 
fucking Trent Brown. That I, I like I said, I wouldn't rub two fucking nickels together and fucking pay him at that. Yeah, I mean, there there's a lot like chemistry, continuity, and, and like having that feel definitely comes into play. I think that there was a lot of problems with that drove down Owenu's uh, value, that drove down Trent Brown's value, and uh, Trent Brown was more himself driving this value down. Owenu is situational. Uh, it's really going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out in free agency. But that is our episode today. Please, in the comments, let us know who do you think is getting overpaid this free agency and who is going to be a steal? What do we get right? What do we get wrong? Put it in the comments. We want to know. We want to hear your feedback. We also want to tell you when we think you're wrong because let's be right. I'm always right. I'm, I'm, I'm always right. But be sure to follow us on all of our platforms. That's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Is I still call it Twitter. Fuck it. It's going to be Twitter for me forever. I'm one of those people. I'm ingrained in my ways. I don't change. And Spotify. Be also sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all of our videos. We got the Gridiron segment, which you're currently watching. We got the Brickhouse segment, the Bush League segment, which is our baseball segment. We also have the Crease and the Fight Pit. Be sure to go check out all of those segments on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok for the Bush League. They are absolutely amazing. I love their stuff. If you're a baseball fan, you have to check out the Bush League. Be sure to also check out all of our affiliates on our link. We'll put that link in the description of this video, as well as be sure to go get yourself some W for that clean energy and no jittery feeling that you need to focus and get through the day and we'll see you next time here on the crease the press conference with elliot wolf he was asked about mac and bailey a lot of options are on the table we're going to do what's 